0: In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. This morning when you woke up, did you feel it? As you began to begin your day, did you feel it? When you started your prayers in preparation for communion, did you feel it? You came into the church, did you feel it? What am I talking about? Did you feel the mercy of God? Did you feel it? The answer probably is no. Because we just kind of move through the day and not understand that God is every minute, every second of the day, not just giving us mercy, but Pouring out His mercy upon us. Pouring it out. Buckets full. Did you feel it? We pray that, you know, when you come here and then we get encouraged, that we begin to feel that God is merciful, that that He just, that's His way with us. That's just what He does. You know, we say it, Hundreds of times during the week, more than a hundred times during the liturgy and the services of the church. I, and as I was preparing this homily this week, all through uh, uh, Vespers and all through uh, Matins, I was just looking at how many times is referred to God's mercy. Mercy, mercy, mercy. You know, I think sometimes at a wedding, <clears throat> People think we're kind of odd because all we do is say, Lord, have mercy. And and sometimes we say it three times in a row. If they came to church, they'd actually hear it maybe sometimes 12, sometimes 40, sometimes 100. Why? Because God is trying to get our attention. Has he got your attention yet? I am pouring out my mercy upon you continually. Continually. So what is this mercy that we get? What, what are we really receiving here from God? I think we have to begin to understand from the very beginning of, our, of the faith, the Christian faith, what God did. Man was estranged from God. Man was separated from God. Man was dying in his sins. He was falling into more and more corruption and death completely ruled him. And God had mercy and sent His only begotten Son who took on corruption and death like a mighty warrior And he defeated it. You know, the hymnody on Great and Holy Saturday. If you've never been to Great and Holy Saturday, you need to come because that day is where you hear God trampling down death by death. You hear it, you see it, you begin to get a sense of it. He defeated death and he joined us to himself. So that now, that defeat of death, that overcoming of corruption, can be ours. That's the mercy you get all the time. The overcoming of death, the uh, conquering of corruption. That becomes your mercy, poured out upon you, every minute of every day. The great mercy. So what is the mercy? The mercy, beloved, is our salvation. God continues to save us all the time. We could almost say, Lord, save me. Lord, save me. Lord, save me. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, save me. Lord, have mercy. Lord, save me. You know, sometimes we, we, we I wouldn't say cheapen mercy... But what we want mercy to be is to get us out of trouble, to make us feel better. Well, mercy does that. But its main aim is to save us. God's aim is to save mankind. So, how do we position ourselves in the a, a place for, for us to receive this mercy? Mercy. First of all, we see St. Paul position himself to receive the mercy of God. He says, I am the foremost of sinners, but I receive mercy for this reason. I'm the foremost of sinners. Lord, forgive me a sinner, the sinner. I'm the first, I'm the chief. We even say that before we take communion. The chief sinner. The prayer of the publican, have mercy on me. That that bowing in humility before God, have mercy on me. Then that mercy is poured out upon us. that, That posture of the publican, that humble posture before God, Lord, have mercy on me. I'm not worthy of the mercy. But you love me. You sacrificed your life for me. So I beg you, I ask you for that mercy today. And then when we receive the mercy, our prayer in the reception of mercy is whatever besetting us, like the blind man. He he wanted to what? What did the blind man want? To be healed. And when we beg God, if we're in some circumstance, some issue that's in our life, we beg God to heal it, to take care of it. To fix it. And sometimes that's what God does. He takes that circumstance and he removes it. He in some way maybe removes us from it. That's one way his mercy acts. Because he knows that that healing, that removal from that circumstance is for our salvation. But sometimes that's not how mercy works. As you know. Sometimes God will give you strength to endure the situation to your salvation. Sometimes that's how the mercy works. It doesn't remove you, but it gives you strength so that you can endure that situation, that circumstance, even blindness, unto salvation. Right, John? You know what John said? I'll never forget this. He says, you know, the first thing I'm going to see next is the face of my Lord. Wow. So, salvation. Salvation. Lord, save me. And so we're in this situation where sometimes it's strength we need, not removal from the circumstance because God sees that giving us strength and helping us endure the circumstance is actually our salvation, not the removal of it. Even Paul's had a, had a difficulty in his life, and the Lord said, no, I don't want that to go away. Because if you don't have that, you won't be saved. You won't be the Paul you need to be if you don't have this weakness that continues to beset you. Because Paul, you know what? Began to understand that it was God's strength that was his strength, not his own strength. And he learned that in his weaknesses. So, we need to see that we position ourselves as a publican and ask for that mercy to be healed of the circumstance or be given strength to endure that circumstance. And the progression is very interesting when we see the plight of the blind man he was told uh, that Jesus Nazareth was passing by and he said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And those who were in front rebuked him, telling him to be silent, and he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. So he said it twice. First, he admitted his need. Have mercy on me. I'm blind. Have mercy on me. So we first have to understand that We need His mercy. How often do you need His mercy? Once a day? Like, 24-7. Constantly. You know, it's so beautiful, that beautiful prayer, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. You know, if you say it enough, guess what starts to happen? It starts being said in you. And it just starts being there. And so when you quiet your heart, guess what your heart is doing? Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. It's saying it. Because it's beginning to understand that that's its sustenance. That's its meat. That's how we live. That's how we take our breath. God's merciful. That was God's mercy. That one thing, that breath, that is the mercy of God. We need it constantly. And now we come to the place where sometimes we have detractors to distract us, to move us away from believing that we can even get it. It's like the blind man. He said, Son of David, have mercy on me. And those who are in front of him rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But guess what he did? He said he cried out all the more. Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. You know, we can be distracted by many things, and sometimes it's just ourself that gets in the way. It's just you. It's just me. Sometimes our circumstances are so despairing, so difficult, that we don't believe God can help. We don't think that God can get there. We've prayed over and over again, that God would help us, and we don't get help. That despairing difficulty is, I'll say this, it's the, it's the seedbed of salvation. Because you become a beggar like no one else has ever begged. And when you get to that very dark place, and you don't think there's any help guess what that's where God meets you that's where God meets you so don't ever despair that mercy isn't available to you it's available to you all and sometimes it just God wants us to reach for it to stretch for it to, to, to engage life even more sincerely maybe we need to repent more Maybe we need to be purified. Maybe we need to become more sincere in our service to God. Maybe it's something that he's trying to teach me in reaching for this mercy. But, beloved, never, ever believe that it's not available. Even you reaching for it is his mercy. Even the challenge to go after it is his mercy. I tell the story I remember we was over at uh <clears throat> we used to work at Deverell School and I went to the pool over there and taught Scott and Craig how to swim there <clears throat> and uh you know i if you ever taught a child how to swim you know they they jump they love to jump in and they can swim to you and then you believe you know that they actually can go farther, but they don't have the confidence to go farther so uh being a sly fox of a father, I stood in the middle of the pool, and I said, okay, jump in. First, I said, you could go all the way across. No, 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 I can't. So I said, jump in. So when they jumped in, guess what I did? I started to back up. And they looked up like panicked, like, and they were in the middle of the pool, so they had no chance. But the, so I just kept backing up and backing up, and guess what? They made it. Thank God they made it. I I wouldn't have all those grandchildren if they didn't make it. But stretch us. We sometimes don't think we can get there. God, how can I do this? How can this be? Where's your mercy? Stretch. Stretch. It's there, beloved. It's there in abundance. God never forsakes His people, never, ever forsakes His people. So you, sometimes it's a stretch. Sometimes it seems like it's just not available, but you must understand that it is. You can't our faith teaches us that God is saving us constantly. God is merciful constantly to us. So we always can stretch for this. So today let us be thankful to the, the, uh, the example of the blind man. That he wasn't uh, uh, pushed back by his distract- detractors. That he wasn't, uh, wasn't going to stop until he received the mercy of God. And then he says, the Lord asks still this amazing question. He asks this of the paralytic as well. When the blind man comes to him, he says, what do you want me to do for you? It's Like, are you kidding me? Is it, is it not obvious what you, what you want here? You know, I want a chocolate sundae. No, what, what? No, I'm blind. I want to be healed. That question really was a question uh, for the blind man because the Lord was really telling him, he says, if you want to be healed, Your life is going to change. Is that what you want? You're going to follow me. You're going to glorify me. Is that what you want? You know, when God's mercy comes to us, beloved, it means we need to not just receive it, but we need to accept the fact that life is going to change when we get it. Are we willing to accept the change? What do you want me to do for it? Are you sure you want this? Because I'm going to expect you to be more dedicated. I'm going to expect you to repent more. I'm going to expect you to be more purified. I'm going to expect you to be more sincere in your service to God. Now, do you want it? See, it's an interesting question. And the Lord was was begging that from the blind man. And it's so beautiful because the blind man said, I want to be healed. And then it ends with, Receive your sight. Your faith has made you well. And immediately received the sight and followed him, glorifying God. And all the people, when they saw it, gave praise to God. So his response was, yes, I want my life to change. Yes, I want to follow you. Yes, I want to glorify you. So, beloved, may today we accept his mercy. May it be abundantly poured upon us. And may we show our love for God in that we change. We make our life more sincere. We dedicate our life to more purity. May this be so. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.